ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the review is dead. You're not listening to the woke review today. We're oh, today we're going to review qu- quietly staring at someone who is sat in the priority seat of public transport but does not fall into the priority categories. My name is John mm. Cloman. Ooh, I'm Rudiger Gott, and <laughs> I will be doing my food review this week. Plain tofu. To me, too spicy. Mm, I agree. I also don't enjoy eating full meals. What I like to do is be standing in a room not accustomed to food, like the bathroom or foyer. And then I... <laughs> and then I... No plate, just bare hand hold the food uh, on my palm uh, until it absorbs or dries, and I get nutrition that way. I'll tell you this, John. Go ahead, Dylan. Welcome to the rest of the review. Haha, <laughs> you guys got pranked. You got tricked. Prank, you actually prank, thought prank. it was a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would Rodiger think about 1995 WWF? What would he think about Vince McMahon in 1995? He would be aghast. No, actually, this would be pretty good because this is when they were like, okay, we tried Finland. And it seems like we've run out of countries to demonize. There's no real active conflicts. I don't know where Kosovo is. So well, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to make stuff up. How about a magician? How about a half-man, half-beast that Jesse Ventura will later do an episode of his television show? 1995. May, maybe the worst year in WWF history creatively? Because it was I like so- no. they took something that worked in diesel and they changed it diesel's been called like basically the tall roman reigns but i think that roman reigns is much 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 better than diesel kevin nash is better than roman reigns but diesel is better you know what i mean no here's the issue 1995 with hindsight of what came terrible 1995 was i was watching every week as were you this was this was when they were purely a company for kids. Like, that's the thing is, they didn't draw, but they also, this laid the foundation for the Attitude Era in that everyone they got to be fans of at this point, I think, have stayed with them till now, in one way or another. Interest. That's actually a very good point. This is when all my friends stopped watching wrestling in grade five. This, exactly. This is the culling point. Either you were like, all right, <laughs> we're done. Or you're like, uh, actually, I'm not here. I'm not into the pussy yet. I'm into the power. Oh box. yeah, this is like the year before I started just fucking jacking the fuck off too. You so started jacking like, off at eleven? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> they taught us about it in hell class, and then I fucking tried it out. I wish I was more experimental with my body, but literally, a teacher said. Here's some homework. Touch your dick. And I said, I did my homework nine times last night. <laughs> You're a strange, strange man, Dylan, but I respect you. Well, they literally toss him a masturbation. I remember when Bill Clinton got fucking sucked off by Lulu. They asked us what oral <laughs> sex was. And uh, everyone just thought it was like phone sex. And she was like, no, it's when you fucking suck a dick. Then everyone, <laughs> everyone sucked dicks for like... <laughs> she created a real... <laughs> real pandemic of dick sucking in Stouffville District Second or Stouffville, sorry, Orchard Park Public School, I should say. Just people that men were sucking women's dicks. They thought because they didn't know any other term for it. <laughs> uh, so uh, 
was your health class also like mine, which was they changed the funding, so it was just a gym teacher that had to answer any question that um, you had? Because that's what happened in Ottawa, at least. For It went from, like, here's some helpful information to, like, we're not allowed to specifically tell you anything, so here's just some information. Oh, like, really? You have to ask us, and then we can, yeah. It was the worst thing Mike Harris ever conceived because it was like, all right, we don't want these kids learning about sex. Who are we going to put in charge of teaching them? Oh, the kids? Like, literally a friend of mine asked, like, <laughs> to a gym, teach- a gym teacher who, given the constraints of the lesson, does not know who wrote this question. It's completely anonymous and has to answer it, which is, why does your wife scream when I fuck her? And that was the question that was asked of him, and he was like, "Uh, it's ple- it's it's pleasurable for the woman, I believe." Oh, it was very good. Oh yeah, no, we're in high school. We had a gym teacher do it. Gym teachers are the best sex ed teachers, not for then, but for later in life. And he said, "Listen, if it's basically it's some if a chick's being a fucking nutso, don't tell her she's just on a rag. I hate that. Anyway, go." <laughs> Don't fucking uh, wear a condom all the time, and don't and don't fucking just try and time it when you blow in them. Otherwise, you'll have a kid. I'm gonna be playing basketball outside while you guys draw dicks on your desk. <laughs> 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 like that was pretty much it. Much like Vince McMahon's 1995. That was the worst segue we've ever done. This is the good one. This is a good year because not only you get Mantar. This is when he buys Bob Holly a race car, and Bob Holly loses races and just goes like tries to fight the other drivers like how about this how about well, if i fucking lose this race how about i fucking fuck you up i'll win the race this is this is also that's so peak vince mcmahon crazy because the reason why he does that is this is the height of the two sport athlete in in baseball and football like bo jackson so is so go- funny and so redneck that he'd be like yeah Deion sanders plays baseball and football bo jackson plays baseball and uh football yeah football and then uh, michael jordan's even branched out into baseball before coming back to basketball of course uh what are the two sports you play (laughs) pro wrestling and nascar NASCAR. okay what's your third then uh darts i could play darts or pool i'm a two-star athlete my third sport is fucking your daughter man (laughs) now Is getting divorced a sport? Because then I'm a veteran. <laughs> They're all cunts. Pissing outside a sport. Bob Holly does that every fucking day. <laughs> Bob Holly ain't pissed in no urinal. I piss in sinks. I want to know someone's cleaning this shit up. Now get me in my fucking car. Now quickly, someone get me a cup of coffee. Cold. I like cold coffee, not cold brew. I want hot coffee left out. To cool. <laughs> I actually do like that. As as do I. But I always I just like unnecessarily specific food orders. Yeah. Give me a fucking tuna sandwich. Hold the bread, hold the mayo. I just want dry tuna. But not in a fucking can. And not no feed it to me and look me in the eye goddamn ass. <laughs> yeah, no fucking blinking. I want you to smell my tuna. <laughs> All right, so this is 1995, which is the year of the click. The click takes over, which is when Vince McMahon's like, these guys are hot. These no, guys are smoking no. weed. One guy's smoking weed and drinking wine. He's laid back. He's having a good time. Although Kevin Nash, which is everyone else is fucking obliterated, whereas Kevin Nash has always had two joints and two glasses of fucking nice Pinot. And he's like, yeah, I remember when Tatanka fucking raped that guy. <laughs> it's like, he's always like, I've eaten... 
Looking back on it, I should have reported to the cops, which is now when woke. This is woke Kevin Nash now, of course. Oh, okay. Woke Kevin Nash is the best, which is like, here's a couple of things you want to remember. If you take more than 30 somas, you're going to want to wear a diaper. Also, <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Like, you're just like, what in the hell? Like, here's what I got to tell you. I got to tell you that uh, every woman should be respected and equal to every man. It's uh, important to recognize that there is inequality in the world. Uh, also, when a hurricane hits Florida, I don't leave because I paid too much money for my goddamn house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's the other thing is that uh, WrestleMania 11 had an attendance of 100,000 people and uh, 14 million people bought it on uh, pay-per-view. What? Also, uh, the protests in uh, Portland are completely justified. I don't like the entrance of a police state in America. Okay, well, I mean, that seems more well thought out than uh, WrestleMania 12. I beat The Undertaker. I ended the streak. The attendance was 6 million people, and then in the middle of the ring, uh, a bunch of doctors said, that is the biggest medical penis I've ever seen. If you ever get erect, you will die. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget me and Scott Hall were doing the Devil's Threesome with a girl we met in Las Vegas. Uh, Bill Goldberg walk in, and he seemed stunned, and that's when I got the idea, Scott, you're going to tase Bill Goldberg. <laughs> the original idea for me ending Goldberg's streak was actually that he sees my dick and he passes out. <laughs> 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 too big <laughs> oh not next um, Ooh, no is that my leg uh no that's just it's soft bill uh, pass out and streak bill pass out kevin makes out bill's wife um so 1995 is very interesting in that 1999 is the reckoning of all of the years that we have been covering. It is the reckoning of the cocaine, adult, do steroids, no talking, fuck you, 80s. It is the reckoning of the do more cocaine, do more steroids, get bigger for Vinny. Vinny wants you bigger, early 90s. And 95, it all comes crashing down. He is... Obviously been acquitted of the steroid trial because they were not nearly well prepared enough for uh, Vinny Vinny the Liar Vinny. Uh, and now he is watching his company crumble. Vince McMahon also was not prepared for the stiff competition that WCW offered. Now, this is not a WCW review, but I want to just point this out quickly. The NWO is on the horizon. N Hulk Hogan and Nitro debut at the end of this year. But... The ratings for WCW were steadily increasing with the inclusion of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. And also, before the NWO arrives, WCW starts winning weeks once the Monday Night War kicks off with Nitro being um, competing against Raw because they do very good things like resolving the ends of angles that Vince never resolved in the WWF, mainly Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage, but use uses nwa style matches so they're a lot more exciting the cruiserweights all of that sort of stuff so this is not a good year this i guarantee vince considers a worse year than 1994 because at the end how he remembers 1994 is the government persecuted him and luckily he had irs on his side 1995 is a short man deigned to attempt to unseat him as the best wrestling yelly man and he blames ted turner for that even though ted turner i guarantee had an aide holding up a card that read Vince McMahon when he called him to try and buy the WWF. Yes, because here's the thing is that um, it's way easier for him to demonize, oh, I lost to a billionaire rather than I lost to this guy who was a PA for Vern Gagne in the 80s. It's way e or a guy that I fired as a fucking announcer. Did, not fired, never hired. Oh, really? He was on the he was on the tapes, but he was never hired. Yeah, he was never hired. That, the tapes weren't good enough. 
That's crazy. Um, I also want to mention this because you were talking about WCW, but as you said, the NWO is on the horizon because I don't think this is talked about enough, but um, the dark side of Hulk Hogan is in 1995 where basically he walks right up to the line of turning heel by eschewing the fucking red and yellow. Of course, just doing some fucking 1995 crazy Hulk, like, uh, goofy goodness, where, like, one of the stills I'm looking at has Hulk Hogan just with a Claymore, <laughs> for some reason. He's got, yeah, like, yeah, a man. sword of, all right, dude, I'm gonna take the sword of the Stone Brother. I am the Chosen One. I'm gonna kill Macbeth, or however this works, dude. All right, dude, there's a guy over there, dude. His name's Hamlet, dude. He's got a girlfriend, Ophelia, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna fuck her in a river, dude. <laughs> She's gonna get dirt right in her asshole, brother. All right, dude. Here's the thing about Romeo and Juliet, dude. It wasn't poison, dude. They killed them, dude. I fucked them both, dude. <laughs> so good they died, dude. Jim Ross was rehired uh, to the booking committee and as a producer. He's not an announcer yet. I think that people focus on how great Jim Ross is as an announcer, but behind the scenes... No, this is this is the biggest move he makes in 1995, and I guarantee Vince McMahon somehow regrets it. Without Jim Ross, Attitude Era doesn't happen. WWF loses the Monday Night War. Jim Ross is the MVP. He is the GOAT. Yeah. He is the reason the for all of The Ruthless Aggression this. Era doesn't even happen. Like If you, if you don't think about Jim oh, Ross... How the fuck could we live without the Ruthless Aggression Era either? I just I need so much... I need Katie Vick and John Cena just being very, very bad but at rapping. But here's the thing, though. Like Think about who Jim Ross finds as a talent scout. Jim Ross finds... And this is just this is just the glory era, past when Jim Ross uh, brings in uh, mankind. And did he bring in Austin or? Yeah, yeah, he brought in Austin and mankind. So forget that. Let's take out Austin and mankind for a second. He brought in Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton would have been in no matter what. He's a legacy guy. So let's take out Randy Orton. Even Batista, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, all Jim Ross. Brock Lesnar was was a heavily recruited by the Briscoe, uh, Gerald Briscoe, of course. But like, this is all within his era of being head of talent. And then after that, Roman Reigns, and we just started saying fuck it and hiring people from the Indies. And I think it's very important to have. You're new missing guys. one. You're, but you're missing one. You're missing one of the Chris craziest. Masters? No. Yes, it's Chris. Ma- it's The Rock. Jim Ross, Jim Ross is the guy who hired The Rock. See, I don't Jim- see. See, here's the weird thing, though. I don't. I assume that The Rock would have just been in wrestling no matter what because he is like a third generation double, not even Again, a wrestler, WWF double underline wrestler. Not necessarily. Okay. Again, because all of these guys, Vince was very specific on who he hired. He didn't like a bunch of different things. The Rock was very was a. Uh, interesting choice and may have been hired but again vince didn't meet him until he was vetted by all of these guys it was patterson and ross that were like no you got to hire this guy we have to treat him properly and then vince Solomon was like he's a blue chipper and they were like oh fuck this is again this is a this is a very interesting time in vince's mind because you can see that he is struggling greatly to try and recapture the glory days right away he sees the writing on the wall they are taking the water coolers out of. Is this when they're taking the water coolers out of Titan Tower and people get um, their paychecks cut? I believe it is towards the end of this year or next year. 
J.J. Dillon is the head of talent relations and apparently is very snaky at his job. 100%. Um, they're having huge issues with payment within the click. The click rises in this moment. The reason why the click is able to rise, I think, is because Vince always wanted to be part of the cool kid gang and they let him be part of the cool kid gang. This is the rise of Shawn Michaels, who, and this is during Shawn Michaels' I like pills, I like fucking your wife era. <laughs> I will say this, though. I mean, as far as Vince McMahon during this era, it must be crazy because you've just, like, almost hit jail and then you just, like, have 8 million people asking you crazy questions on Monday. I mean, 1995 is, in my mind, completely excusable from Vince McMahon's point of view because... Like he just beat the government. He almost, he just almost went to jail, and now he's like, uh, half man, half beast. Why? Cause I don't know. What's the purpose of life? Okay, that's <laughs> not time for I, an existential It's weird. Crisis. I see it as it's like he just beat the he just beat the rap, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's with complete confidence. I'll tell you who's a fucking animal. That prosecutor. Make me Mantar. Like all- <laughs> How about a character that's me? What, what, okay, so like a businessman? No, no. Mantar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I did against that prosecution was magic. Okay, I judge, thank you very much. I am not guilty. When do I get to fuck the hottest woman in the room? Oh, uh, pardon me? Ha ha ha. You charged me for the wrong thing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Dick Murdoch appears in the Royal Rumble this yes, year. Yes, he does. You know? He appears in a uh, in a hood, and he yeah, yeah. comes to the ring with a burning cross, and then he says, uh-oh, wrong appearance. Changes, comes back. And then Vince walks out and goes, not for me, friend. And then they full make out. <laughs> <laughs> they make out into heavy petting, and then that's how I learned about hand jobs. They do over the trunk just... Like yeah. not, yeah. Have you ever seen someone just getting jerked off, but over trousers? That's what it is. Just yeah. it do, and the Royal Rumble is happening during this. Like there's like Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. Yeah. And like ah ha ha. And then you look at the entranceway and you just hear like, yeah. And this is um. And this is of course <sighs> someone sees this <sighs> and uh, they're <sighs> like, you know what? That's actually a good idea. One, two, skip a few. Lululemon is born. Yeah, yeah, it's real. <laughs> I want some good pants that you can, like, over the pants jack someone off with. And then, oh, those would be good for yoga, too. Whatever. Anyway, the main purpose of these pants <laughs> is to get jacked off over them. I remember seeing in L.A., I saw a guy in yoga pants walk into a strip club called... Um jojo's clown room and all in my head as i'm like that guy's getting a boner and he wants people to know oh yeah my friend uh steve went to a strip club in track pants but it was like a sudden thing and we're all like are you okay to go in there man you got track pants he's like for sure i am and he's like also (laughs) like clearly the best looking of us so he just kept on getting pulled on stage by strippers and kept on getting huge boners and old men were like get this fucking asshole off stage how uh how did it look? How did piece, how did his uh, how did his deal look? He had decent he had a decent set of equipment. I'll tell you that. Nothing that's to luck. nothing nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing that would stick out too much. That's what you're looking for, right there. You're looking for something to make people exactly. Do, you're looking, you you're want looking everyone to feel comfortable, but also satisfied. 
Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to be too big or your friend's going to get drunk when he breaks up with a girlfriend pointing at you and go, your dick's big. (laughs) (laughs) Why is yours bigger than mine? I don't know, man. Why is your ears bigger than mine? Because I'm fat. (laughs) I also don't know why you've studied the penises of your friends, you creepy weird drunk. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? Talk to your friends? Get out of here. This is very fun. Um, Bret Hart and Dissel, this Diesel, I'd like to inject a bit of comedy into this show. <laughs> Bret Hart and Diesel have a match. Of course, Bret Hart, since he is maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe I'll just not say rank everything. But Bret Hart is very good at eliciting sympathy from a crowd, especially in 1995. He comes off as the babyface. Diesel is the heel. Vince can't understand why Why the hell is the guy who's the seven-foot guy beating up this six-foot guy who has probably been beaten as a kid, and this other guy was just a basketball player who likes to have a bit of Pinot from time to time. Uh, why is that guy coming off uh, as... Why is my babyface coming off as the heel in Diesel? And uh, anyway... Michaels, of course, goes over. He suggested that he start from position one, allegedly to ensure the audience did not think he would win, but now that happens all the time. Vince was concerned that Michaels, uh, was as a heel, had already received plaudits from fans due to his exciting ring work and edgy character, but Sean would net eventually not let up and eventually wore him down. He, of course, wins from the number one position. I pretty much knew that was going to happen. I don't... And I was 10. How did you know it was going to... How did you know it was going to happen, Dylan? Were you reading Meltzer at 10? No, they just make it... Like, you just know at 10 how a movie works. And they just made a big deal out of him coming out at number one. And it was like a guy who, like, you could totally see eventually winning since they were, like, starting to base most of the promotion around essentially him, Diesel. And honestly, Razor, his time in the sun, is done now. Like... He loses the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett, who and the roadie. Yeah, yeah. this is well. This is the weird time of this is sort of the reinvention of the Tito Santana role, which is the guy at the top of the mid card who you work with before you go on to the big guys is Razor Ramon. And here's the interesting thing about Scott Hall: he knew that and he didn't give a fuck because he was just like, "I'm friends with the two top guys." So I know what they make. So I can just be like, I know you have more money. And that becomes the root of the problem with the click is the click goes, where are the things that are drawing in your company? The problem is, is the company's not drawing in the same way. And they're just frustrated that they're not making the same money because of their attitude. They're also doing hard pills and drugs and are just dicks. Like in the end, I like Kevin Nash as a personality now. I think he's a very interesting person. I love Magic Mike. That's a dick I stare at through trousers uh the behavior of these five guys is just so fucking annoying and stupid like ah we don't like the pirate guy and it was all about like we're protecting the business and it's like there's a way to go about it you fucking losers like it's all j- go ahead dylan go defend your precious click dylan loves the click he loves i them. love no i just think they were they were negotiating from a point of strength in a very unique way for wrestling, where they basically bound together and in a weird way effectively created a mini union, where it's like Michaels and Diesel obviously are negotiating from strength. Uh, Razor Ramon, Intercontinental Champion, you could probably get away with losing Razor Ramon, but you also have to negotiate with Helmsley and who comes in later this year, um, and the one, two, three kid. 
And those are really the benefactors of these three guys banding together as one unit. Mostly the kid, actually, because Helmsley... Helmsley is going to get a push anyway, because he's fucking 6'5", and he gets yummy with the help of some needles. But, yeah, like, this is effectively, weirdly, like a mini wrestling union, where they all negotiate as one, where they're like, we talk about what we get paid, we know what everyone gets paid. And everyone kind of knew what the other person gets paid, obviously. Everyone talked about payoffs um, at, at points. Some people claim they don't, but, like, that's fucking stupid. Everyone knows what everyone's getting paid at a job. Um... But that is that's not true. Uh, we are comedians. People do not know what people are getting paid in this type of environment. People legitimately do not know what other people are. like. I've asked people. Dylan insists on seeing people's checks, but a lot of people don't know what other people. I got into their paid. emails. Yeah, you're getting more than me, but I know that like your wife doesn't really love you, so yeah, I'm fine with it. You're getting more than me, but I'm hotter than you. <laughs> as long as I'm hotter, I don't care. We're getting paid. Sid Udy, who's that? Sid Vicious comes in, being Shawn Michaels' replacement bodyguard. He later turns on Shawn Michaels and does a powerbomb so bad that I thought he made up a new move. Gary, he just, like, tried to powerbomb him, and then he, I think Shawn jumped with him too much, and Sid just, like, lost him over his head. And I was like, oh, that must be a new move that he's done. And then he never did it again. I'm like, well, I guess he just fucked up. Um... Dustin Rhodes comes in in WWF as Gold Dust. Yeah, and this is this is the this is oh OG we should mention Gold. Lawrence Taylor uh, and Bam Bam Bigelow are mad at each other and oh yeah they fight. shove each other at the Royal because uh, that is the main up. event of WrestleMania. Crazily enough, yeah, it's really good. This it's the classic Vince McMahon celebrities worked at WrestleMania one. I'm doing that again at WrestleMania eleven. We're in Hartford, which we can say is the New York area. We're going for it. We got to reestablish ourselves and get good press. And basically, all they do is they get great press for LT. And they were like, I don't know what Lawrence Taylor was doing, though. Like, Lawrence Taylor was the wrong celebrity because Lawrence Taylor was like, he broke a guy's leg on Monday Night Football and he does crack and loves strippers. Do yeah. you like earrings that dangle? Because LT does. Uh, though he was a. He was a pretty big deal back then, and people loved LT and were pretty ready to forgive him for anything because it's kind of like, this is the prime era of people not being held accountable for who they are off of the field, and every football was like, uh, this guy this guy did drugs on the sideline, and then uh, he's been basically called abusive by every single partner he's ever had. That's because he just cares about the team. They're yeah. Like, okay. He's in it to win it. Um, the thing to also remember is, um, remember it. This is the time when Ray Lewis full on murdered a guy, or it's around this time is when Ray Lewis murdered. No, that this guy? that's like years later. Okay, I thought that was in the like. I thought that was very this early. in 1995. This is when the Dallas Cowboys have a house where Jerry Jones says, "I'll just buy you a house. Just you do blow and have sex with people in that house. Don't do it outside of the house." And they're like, "Okay, does the lawn count?" Uh, I guess not. <laughs> Cocaine on the lawn, then. That's what happens. I mean, again, for those of you who don't know who Jerry Jones is, imagine Vince McMahon, but more money, more it's power, true. more crazy. It's crazier. true, actually, yeah, because Jerry Jones fired everyone to do with football uh, that had that was with the Dallas Cowboys, and you guessed it, they haven't won anything since 1995. So Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hello, everyone. It's me, Jerry Jones. I just want to let you know that uh, I know a lot about drilling holes in the ground, so I'll be taking over as general manager of the football team, first things first. More sleeping. <laughs> 
This is the worst drawing WrestleMania to date. The buy rate is 340,000 people. And they fucking pushed it. There are so many... Let me get. Let's get me. Get me fucking Nick Turturro. Get me Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Get me Jenna McCarthy. Make sure she's an anti-vaxer. Get me Pamela yeah, Anderson. They put so much effort into this shit. They get NFL players. This is what they think will drive people to watch wrestling. They're all over ESPN every single night. They're all over TSN in Canada. They have a gaggle of NFL football players basically promoting this. Some people who are in the league. Some who aren't. And that's what they think will genuinely get people of, oh my god, Lawrence Taylor's going to actually wrestle a full match? Because that's the other thing. Mr. T wrestled a full match, but Mr. T wrestled a tag team match. He eventually did a boxing match, of course, against Roddy Piper. But this is just straight up Lawrence Taylor against Bam Bam Bigelow. And they played off the thing that Bam Bam Bigelow apparently got a quarter million dollars for this match, which congratulations, Bam Bam. But also, Bam Bam Bigelow just looks scary to people. Like, it really looks... He's got head tattoos, he's a bigger dude than Lawrence Taylor, and he's in a position on the card where he can lose, and it's totally fine. And It was he, a absolute he's a, stroke and he's of a, genius. He's an amazing wrestler as well. It was a stroke of genius to put him in this position for a variety of reasons, but the main one was, who the hell, what fake wrestler can take down LT? And then you see this giant guy with a head tattoo just, NFT, smoke! And yeah. you're like, maybe that guy actually. Yeah, and Bret Hart faces... Oh, wait, what happens here? Bret Hart beats Bob Backlund in an I Quit yeah. match, but this is so weird because this is when... 95 is such a weird year for Bret Hart because it's like he goes right from... I, he goes from Bob Backlund sewing up that feud to immediately fighting Jerry Lawler. It's like, oh, so this guy only fights people who are, like, middle-aged, I guess? <laughs> yeah. And again, I just want to point out and stress, from Vince McMahon's brain, this is a great way to package WrestleMania. There's celebrities. There's wrestlers from all the different generations. Gener- wrestlers who don't want to wrestle are being brought in as special guest referees. You have Salt and Peppa for no reason. There's all sorts of stuff intended to spike the buy rate. But here's the problem. Because of what happened in 94, it doesn't work. And he's now getting incredibly frustrated. Throughout the rest of this year, this hangs over everything. He is angry. The click, as Dylan has said, is able to operate as a union and really take control of the company and then fuck off the next year. Like, they're gone. Like, the thing, the click is always like, the click, the click. The click was maybe active for just over a year in the WWF. Then they went to WCW and went bananas. That is true. The legacy of the click is so crazy because it really is one year. Yeah. It's really just one year in that also Vince McMahon immediately turns this around. Like he learns from all of this in this year. The next year they're in the I fucking I don't know pump. if he does because he makes these exact same mistakes but elongated for the last 15 years. Like John Cena eventually got over because he was great. Um, but what you end up having is like a more vocal fan base against shit against shit like this which is but against, he's making like, no you're you're wrong in every way oh and my I god need, i need you to shut the fuck up Ooh. uh <laughs> <laughs> oh no dylan are you crying i was just kidding no Come i'm here. nutting oh out of your eyes oh. <laughs> uh, it's salty and it stings Ooh. all right go start fucking talking then big head <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck Shut the fuck up, sandpaper skin. Um, he's making similar. He, <laughs> he's not making the same mistakes 
now as he was then. The 1995, he made some very specific mistakes, which is he repeated all of the things of the 80s. That didn't work. Then he moved on to all of the Attitude Era moves. And because he's gotten older, he hasn't figured out that the Attitude Era moves do not work. Yeah. I still, I still think I've said this before, but I still think that this year and the next year, '95 and '96, are traumatizing for Vince McMahon because he never wants to take these types of chances with gimmicks again. Like, let's obviously Mantar is silly, and so is Bob Holly, but like Gold Dust works, and Gold Dust is a really adventurous gimmick that they came up with and tried, and it worked, and it was one of the first things that really showed a change in the way the product in wrestling as a whole was presented right and he doesn't do shit like that anymore and i think these years are the reason like he's traumatized so he won't try anything fucking well yeah i i think you make a great fucking point and you're also hot (laughs) i think and you but oh, yeah these touch are touch me he's just doing vince's the same shit that he's done here it's just like hey you don't like diesel well it's 1995 and wws hulk hogan so i better fucking pivot like i better find someone else like maybe give it back to brett for a bit maybe Shawn michaels maybe the undertaker gets the strap i had he has like a good core of main event guys at this time like sid undertaker brett Sean Diesel. These are this is an okay core of guys. Um, versus now when he's like, oh, you don't like Roman Reigns? Well, here's a, a little change from that. Roman Reigns, suck my ass to get the shit out. You pieces of shit. What are you gonna do? Watch a fucking high school gym? Watch a bunch of fucking limp armed losers in a high school gym? Oh, you are. All right. Well, I'll just buy that too. Like he's on a fucking roll. What's um, uh, really interesting, by the way, is Vince McMahon uh, has taken photographs of his penis every day of 1995 because it did get hard, but he didn't feel like it got hard to his satisfaction. And he has those framed in his office. So when people say, have you been through adversity? He goes, yes, look, my penis didn't get hard enough in 1995. And then he just sits quietly and says nothing about that. (laughs) Okay. The nails lawsuit continues to ramble on which is very funny because i assume vince just showed up to that one naked and said i am unaffected by lawsuits anymore i'm gonna take a shit in these chairs and they were like yeah i mean this guy's mostly just grabbed the microphone and just is going and i'd like to sue the big boss man too because i'm going to beat you What's interesting about the Nails lawsuit is because he won the steroid lawsuit, Vince McMahon thought that means that he then gets to be a judge. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of order. Uh, Mr. McMahon, one more outburst like that, you're in contempt. Objection. (laughs) I think I didn't know this, but I didn't know that Nails, they actually gave up and gave Nails the rights to use his character on the indies, which I thought would be... Maybe something that people could point back to to get use of their characters. I bet you it has. I, I bet you it has been, and I bet you there's some weird jurisprudence where it's like, oh, you can get, uh, you can get use of your character. One thing though, you just have to full on accuse Vince McMahon of a variety of crimes and spend thousands of dollars to do it. Hang on, there's a. <laughs> yeah, you have to go <laughs> some outlandish shit. But then that is the cover. Is that obviously you just wanted you, you just wanted to make fucking a hundred and twenty instead of one hundred dollars on the indies. 
Yeah, I mean, and how much did Nails use his character on the indies? Like, is was Nails a big fucking? You love ROH so fucking much. Was he a big hit on ROH? Dylan? I don't think anyone ever hired Nails after he choked a guy unconscious and then said, "You fucked me." Like, those are two bad things combined into one act. I'm I gonna say this, that, but that's a surprise to everyone involved in wrestling because usually that's like. And that, my friends, are going to be our champion. Yeah, and that's when he really took off. He appeared at Slamboree as the prisoner, which is very funny because that was in 1993. So by the time this is settled, 1995, no one wants to fucking, no one wants to fucking work with him. He was a, he was the convict in Jim Crockett's um, promotion, and it later wrestled for New Japan because no one really talks about this, but. Good fucking Christ, does New Japan love love them some fucking tall guys who do nothing. And he appeared, his last basically major appearance was August, or sorry, April 17th, 1998, where he beat Barry Darso in WCW. So No! I can't believe they fucking had him, Darso, do the old fucking honors for him. Disgusting. I guarantee. I guarantee that Darso yelled in his face, Shut up, you're fat! <laughs> you fucking pin me, you fuck! I think all <laughs> of our impressions are just Barry Darso. Uh, pin me, you fuck! So, Bret Hart beats Hakushi. Where does he beat him? In the 1495 first. The first in-your-house pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, Todd Bettengale has joined the company, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, does anyone want to buy some panties? I stole a bunch of panties from some high school girls. It looks like they farted in them. Todd Bettengale. Hey, hey everybody, it's Todd Bettengale. I just want to let you know that all of my teeth are fake and uh, the old one's rotting out of my head because I'm addicted to sugar. All right, you can listen to me on WPLJ with Garcia. Hey, yeah, Todd Bettengale here. I don't fuck dogs. That's an ugly term. What I do is I make love to dogs. <laughs> all right, coming up next we got Owen Hart versus Diesel. Uh, the thing you gotta remember, alright, time for a. Oh, you don't know what I'm Yeah, alright! And oh, if you drink enough cough syrup, you actually get pretty fucking wasted. Alright, so there we go, it's Hakushi versus uh, the Tonka Kid. And the thing you gotta remember at Old Top Beckingale is that uh, I uh, self circumcised myself in Fester at 29. <laughs> I, I was uh, dead clean sober, and me and Gene Oakland congratulated me on my company. And next thing I knew, I was just in the kitchen and I'd stapled my foreskin to a cutting board and I was slow hacking <laughs> at it with a butter knife. Uh, my uh, my penis now looks like a used firework tube, but I gotta tell you, I don't mind it because I'm not into sex. I'm only into parody songs. All right, let's hit it. Welcome to PLJ. <laughs> That's the smoking guns, of course, versus Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart. Ooh, what an oddball tag team. I'll be showing you guys the tape of how I circumcised myself using only a stapler. Bye-bye. Uh, the thing to remember about Old Town Bettingale is I got the job because J.J. To- Dillon was like, Vince wants to use a man as a toilet, and I said, fill me. <laughs> June 5th is very important because that is when T- Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner agree to create Monday Nitro. Ted Turner uh, keeps calling him Aaron and thinking that it's just Jane Fonda's friend. Aaron, yeah, get yeah. in here. All right, we're going to create a show called Monday Natural. And what I think it should be is you get that Kimberly Page in here. <laughs> and you take make her take a dump on a glass table. I'm actually a bad person, too. Here's the thing to remember about old Teddy Turner is that I present myself as a man of the people who's trying to help everybody. But... 
I guarantee with this accent and the, the part of the country I come from and the amount of money I, my family has, we own a heck of a load of slaves. <laughs> what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. Now, a very, very good idea for a TV show there, Eric. Now, it's customary at Turner Corporation here for me to inject you with a syringe of something that's not necessarily bad for you, but I get to see what it does to you. So how about a syringe full of Pepsi right there? Here's the thing, Eric. I just want to know what happens if I inject Pepsi right in your heart. Now, if you die. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi is a good sponsor of the Atlanta Braves here at TBS, and I just want to put some in your heart. How does that sound, you little bitch? Uh, oh, sorry, I guess I tipped myself off by my language there. You do not have a choice. So you will be held down by two guys who are more muscular versions of me that I have cloned, and uh, they will be holding you down, and they're also the tag team champions. Meet Ron and Don Harris. Now, Eric, have you heard of the baseball, the Atlanta Brave superstar John Rocker? I want you to know that I wrote all of the things he says <laughs> <to> the press. <laughs> this is my son, John Rocker. Yeah, people are unaware that my number one best friend and actual son, John Rocker, and I, <laughs> we, we do something called mescaline mis mixed with mushrooms. So that way, your brain doesn't know which way you're going. Now, here's what you're going to fucking do, little bitch boy from Minneapolis. You're going to beat Vince McMahon. Or I'm going to kill your kids. <laughs> uh, King of the Ring 1995 takes place June 25th in Philadelphia. It's attended by almost 17,000 people. 150,000 buy rate, which is the worst in WWF history to that point. Because yeah. it's going to be beaten in November, motherfuckers. Woo it's not a surprise at all. Uh, the all the, the offer was the tournament itself, which uh, had Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and is won by Mabel. It's won by John Hastings. I win it, and then everyone chanted ECW, and then Francine full on ate my ass. Uh, we should say this too. Like I don't know why Vince McMahon doesn't think Razor Ramon's the best. But like, I can explain it. I can explain. It. He's he's he does he doesn't have genetically gifted muscle definition without steroids. He was uh, just Scott. bulky though. He was fucking huge though, man. When you look back at Razor Ramon, I'm like, I can't believe. He's he, exactly. He's bulky and he's great and he has a very different, unique vibe and he's a fucking great wrestler for what he was. Like the thing, like he weirdly gets shit because he just wasn't nice to Ric Flair. So Ric Flair is like, ooh, uh, Scott Hall. You're not good at wrestling, man. Now, to be a good wrestler, you gotta yeah. show everyone your dick who works on an airplane. Um, but the thing with Scott Hall, he was incredibly gifted, and I think that that kind of leaked out early on. Mabel again was just Vince McMahon being like, "That guy's noticeable. Put it on him." This is again the big seize the attitude era. This is the first time Vince McMahon has to acknowledge that ECW exists for how loud the the fans in Philadelphia are chanting it in 1995. This is also, again, the rise of ECW, which is essentially, it is all but acknowledged, became the very first NXT. Vince McMahon was paying Paul Heyman to use his talent. It's all been revealed. Yeah, he was using a couple. Like He also used USWA, of course. Um, he, of course, even used USWA to develop himself as a character. Uh, as he is, a I mean, I wouldn't character. say develop himself. I would say he used it as a place to go and be himself. No, because he was really like weirdly, where it's like he was Vince McMahon, the announcer, but evil. So he's like, ha ha, what a maneuver! You're all rednecks. Like he's not like who Vince McMahon is, where he's like, you're gonna join the Suck My Taint Club. I think we need to say kiss my ass, but I really want to have no. someone suck my taint for a full segment. 
I want everyone to know that when I go white, it sounds like a bunch of <laughs> eggs. I'm about to go white. <laughs> Coming going white is very good. <laughs> go white. Anyway, we should take a break now because it's fucking really far into this. And we'll be back with more talking about some fucking bullshit. Because who cares? We all die, don't we? Yeah, at the end of this, no one survives. Suck my fucking thumbs. Hey, Dylan. Have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans? They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week, we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on. Yeah. and by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times, and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him, but then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately. I, I don't I don't dip the candy in hummus. That would be a Old taste. Snickers to bar say. hummus Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate and subscribe on iTunes or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Turn fucking turn, break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers. To give us some fucking money. Oh my god, we're back from a very long break. I got a bunch of tattoos. I did them. Yeah, <laughs> John came to my house, did tattoos, and then we're back in separate houses to record this. Yeah, you got a social distance. Fuck, I need to get close to the microphone. You got a social distance when you're doing sweet, sweet comedy about wrestling, but when you're tattooing yes. up close so I can smell your spit. This is maybe the dumbest choice of all time where they have king mabel win the king of the ring mabel who has i mean let's just be honest here one of the better looks in wrestling history where the guy's 500 pounds he's also 6'8 here's another thing he cannot do is move well yeah the fun thing about this was they basically built around the match between him and diesel as how's diesel going to power bomb him he's too fat for the power bomb which is yeah, and the answer was he kicked him over. <laughs> Nothing makes you look worse than, and this is something that Goldberg innately understood about wrestling, and it is something so small, but obviously you need to be able to do your finishing move to everybody because you never want to get in a situation like Diesel had where it was like he finished him with a fucking kicked him hard. Yeah, and what's crazy is Diesel or Goldberg was just like, well, I'll just get strong enough to be able to do it to the fucking Paul White Big Show. Yeah, I'll do yeah. it to Reese, and then they were like, oh. Well, that's a man who certainly has some determination. Mm, are you determined to lose to Kevin Nash via seeing the stump of his cock? Yes, I am. The main event was Bam Bam Bigelow and Diesel uh, beating Psycho Sid and Tatanka. Go on. And that was the main event. This is them trying to rocket Bam Bam up the card in the... Um, echoing in the aftermath of the Lawrence Taylor job, which that was the plan was to have Bam Bam become a main eventer. And there's so many plans to make Bam Bam a main eventer, but eventually the click just kind of gets in Vince's ear. And that's apparently what happened was basically that the click didn't like Bam Bam. And to be honest, it's like, why would they? Because Shawn Michaels hasn't been world champion. They've then since come back and gone, no, we didn't. We like, but we wanted him on our team. We wanted him to stay in the company because basically, what happened is they 
they went on strike in this period. They refused to leave a hotel in Cincinnati, and the WWF was in Columbus. Okay. So much so that Vince and Pat had to fly to a Coco's in where in Cincinnati, let's say, and sit down with them and go, well, what the fuck is going on? And they were like, here's all the people we don't want to work with. The um, Jean-Paul Lafette, the one-eyed pirate, a bunch of people were like, these guys got to fucking go. And they make a point of being like, Bam Bam Bigelow wasn't one of them, but heard about that and assumed he was one of them. Well, it was also like at some point around this time, the Rougeos and JP, the pirate baby, um, basically had a big drawing house show in Montreal are based around them mostly, them against Diesel. Um, I think this was uh, Pierre... Oulette. It um, was Pierre. Carl Oulette. Yeah, and then they're basically, okay, we get half the door, and then they went, fuck you, it's the WWF that drew this, and he went, fuck you, it's me that drew this, and uh, then he got fired. Uh, Carl Oulette also in that match was like, I should go over by uh, over Diesel, and I won't sell the powerbomb. And by the way, uh, the click was wrong. They didn't draw that house. Carl and the Rougeos did, because they went back three months later for the quote-unquote rematch without them. And they did. They drew uh, like a quarter of what they drew in three months previous. Yeah, because this is something that is very. It's very. You need to understand is that uh, Quebec in Canada is its own, basically its own country. Yeah, it's a nation within a nation. It's like, it's like my jokes during this podcast, different and better than Dylan's. Hmm. No, yeah, you are like Quebec. You uh, always want to leave, but you can't because you can't be on your own, you know? Yeah. You're too scared. I have anxiety. Oh, whereas I'm like the fucking West Coast of Canada. I got all the oil, and am I small-minded? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you will allow someone to paint a rainbow on a crosswalk, but you will be repainting it the next day. <laughs> yeah, that is very funny. Why don't we just have the rainbow for the whole time? No. No. They need to know it's only for... When it's government mandated, we're okay with this. Yeah, the cowboys are coming after this. Do you want the cowboys to think that we? What in what world are cowboys homosexual? Yeah, <laughs> that's never. That's not an explicit thing. The cowboys are wearing tight trousers and have mustaches. There's no way that any of them could be a homosexual. Welcome to. Oh, I suppose that wearing tight leather is also sexual. Yeah, ridiculous. I suppose having sexual intercourse with a man is also homosexual. <laughs> And not just how you say hi on the West Coast yeah, here. Yeah, welcome to Calgary. Sometimes you just want to please your friend. So, obviously, uh, we get some cuts. My favorite job, the cuts. We get the Barbarian. This is crazy. The Barbarian was still in WWE. And this is good because, honestly, Barbarian and Ming, the Faces of Fear, go on to form my favorite WCW Saturday Night Tag Team. The Barbarian, Afa, Lou Albano, Doink, Dink, um, St- Stephanie Wand, Duke Drosy, Tony Gurria. Also, King Kong Bundy and Hakushi, who was supposedly given notice. Hakushi was. But Hakushi is different because he can just go right back to Japan and he's like, all right, well, I'll just work for one of these companies because it's been a while. Yeah. Techno Team 2000. Yeah, the Bodies, that's my favorite. Of course, Mantar. Bill Watts is hired in August. <laughs> now, Bill Watts is hired in August as the idea is that they're trying to quickly and seamlessly figure out how to stop the bleeding that is the company jim ross is already there bill watts is his mentor will bring him in now here's the thing that jim ross didn't encounter which was bill watts was a real piece of shit to the click and almost everyone in power when he was in wcw so bill watts walks in 
thinking he's, I'm the king shit fucking cowboy. And Kevin Nash just walks up to him, spits in his face and goes, now drink it, you little bitch. Well, this is the other thing where he thinks he's the he the reason he his reign is so short is because he thinks he's in charge and he's not in charge. No. What you are is you have a title and you report to Vince McMahon, but Watts wants to do the same shit he did in WCW. He doesn't learn from he doesn't learn any He's one of those dudes who will fail and genuinely blame everything else around it and then point uh, out the two things that went well and be like, okay, the two things that went well, the 10, the 10 that didn't go well were all someone else's fault. The two things that went well, those were, those were because I'm a genius. Yeah, the thing with Bill Watts is Bill Watts is your classic Jim Cornette. Jim Ross doesn't really have this. Jim Ross is pretty honest, but it's like... I don't, the only things that went well were my ideas and anything else that didn't go well, that was your idea. Exactly. Yeah. It's- so, yeah, we got SummerSlam, uh, which is in Pittsburgh, just over 18,000 people, by rate of 205,000, down 95,000 from the previous year. YOLO. The diesel era is in effect, baby. Yep. Um, this is when they're doing the, I think, one of my most fondly remembered angles of a child was uh, Barry Horowitz beating Oh, absolutely. Skip from the this is such a great time. Uh, for the undercard, you got the body donuts. You got Sonny making every boy watching wrestling know which way they're kicking. Oh, yeah. Um, and Bertha Faye beats a lunch blaze. I forgot about Bertha Faye. Where her whole thing was she was like, she's fat and she fucks. That is disgusting. <laughs> body shaming. Her gimmick was not only that she f- she fucks. It was also she fucks a skinny guy, which is even weirder. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Rhonda Singh, who is so fun. It's funny because Rhonda Singh in Japan is, and I hate being one of those people, but it's like Rhonda Singh in Japan is one of the most respected and best female wrestlers in the history of sports, of sports of professional wrestling. And then you put her in WWF, and Vince goes, oh, "Well, she's fat. Let's make her gimmick that that is disgusting." Let's make her one of the, her literally gimmick is one of those fat ladies at the beach. Bull Nakano's coming in. You know what that means? We're going to say she's gross looking. Yeah. Look at her. Oh, she's over five foot five. She should be shot. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, she doesn't look perfect naked and in clothes. Pardon me while I go throw up on her. Blech, blech, blech. <laughs> So she goes, I mean, obviously, uh, once they sign Medusa at the end of the year, WCW does a women's division and Ronda Singh comes in and has some great matches with Medusa, but of course with no build because it is women's wrestling. So all that happens is uh, Larry Zabisco goes, oh, they're, I like it when their boobs are out. Yeah, Tony, Larry Zabisco here. I just smoked two joints in the commercial break and I got to tell you. Little Lair's looking for some fucking loving. Hey, which one of these? Oh. <laughs> which one of you broads want to buy me a Cobb salad? Okay, here we go. If it was me, I'd still be outside the ring waiting in, getting to, waiting to get into it. Every match should take 45 minutes, and 40 of that should be you adjusting your trunks. Sir, Tony, let me tell you why I wasn't hired back by the WWF. I said, you know what? You can pay me in money, or you can pay me in fucking gold. Better, better be fucking gold. 
Oh, Larry doesn't trust greenbacks, Tone. I was I rooted for the Confederacy in the Civil War. That's right. I'm <laughs> I'm an immortal time traveler. That's why people don't really respect me. I uh, I've been here since before time. They call me the Watcher. Now, if someone doesn't get me a fucking cotton dragon shirt that I can wear that's two sizes too big, someone's gonna get punched right in the fucking stomach. Larry Zabisco's not pleased. This is good. Kama Mustafa, who I I mean, I was scared shitless of as a kid, uh, is beaten in a casket match by The Undertaker um, at SummerSlam. Uh, we get Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankov. This is the worst year of Bret Hart's career because he's put in that legacy role where it's like he'll do the un- what became like The Undertaker role, which is you don't do any like world title matches but you just face people who are up or the up of the card like just kind of like people who are stout challenges for you the champion and his are bob backland who's old uh jerry lawler who's old and then <laughs> and then he, well if i can't beat you up i'll get my fucking dentist too of course the reason why he is uh isaac gank of dds as we go into on our many part kane um episodes is that Vince McMahon doesn't like dentists. That's the entire thing. That's how tired and drug-addled Vince McMahon is during this period, where he's like, I don't know, I hate dentists, make a fucking buff dentist, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah, what's interesting is how they invented Kerwin White is Vince McMahon looked in the mirror once and was like, hey, we gotta figure, we gotta take this guy down. <laughs> um, Razor Ramon once again loses to Shawn Michaels. They're ratcheting up the push for Shawn Michaels, but Razor Ramon has lost on like every single pay per view this year. Essentially, uh, Diesel beats King Mabel to retain his WWF title in the match. Mabel performs a standing splash on Diesel's lower back, almost breaking his back and leaving him barely able to feel his legs. Nash was furious, but Vince was even angrier. He threatened to release Mabel as soon as he got to the back and Nash had to talk him out of it. Nasal's uh, push, Mabel's push was pretty much over. He was just hot-shotted as a opponent for Kevin Nash, and good lord, was he the great... That must have been... I haven't watched that match, but I should have. Because it would have been like... I want to just going to try and see how long that match was. I've watched it. It actually bends time. It, it bends time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, how... It feels like this thing should have ended by now, but it hasn't actually begun. And then it is seventeen and a half minutes. Oh yeah, sexy. I don't know if that's including intros, but good lord, that'll be good. Um, and we get some. It includes. It includes. It it includes poontros though. Ooh, I mean, Bill Watts gets fired in September. Yeah, of course he does. Of course, like, why wouldn't you? You should have fired him the day he showed up. Yeah, because Vince basically has a meeting where he says he wants the WWF to start being like Melrose Place with like big go home angles at the end of every episode. Uh, My- Nitro beats Raw in its first head to head contest 2.5 to 2.5. Two. And Lex, Lex Luger jumps ship in the famous Lex Luger jumps ship thing. Doesn't go to a show in Moncton and instead heads to WC. Fucking W. Hello, Luke Luger and down. Are you ready for sad time as well? Because Tatanka gets fired and Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey because... Jimmy Del Rey drugged and had sex with a woman while she's asleep. Otherwise known as... Rape. Boom. Jimmy... Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Real... A real fucking top five piece of shit good 
And this is uh, moving forward, of course, for the WWF, because they released Tatanka and Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey for this. Yeah, Tatanka, by the way, was released because, uh, and now, now I'm quoting Vince McMahon, he was like, you should have used your tracking skills to prevent him. I can't actually do that, Vince. Get the fuck out. This is good because this is remembered as the, like, time when WWF was really wholesome, but on the October 9th Raw, they ran a poll about OJ's guilt or innocence. Yeah, this is the crazy... I remember that they... they I, someone told me about this. It's like, well, we got... And by the way, the reason that was done was Vince McMahon was planning on bringing OJ in uh, at WrestleMania. For WrestleMania 12 at one point. It was like, we gotta incorporate OJ somehow. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, because they were like... And then they were like, oh, well, Piper's just gonna... And then I remember there was a, something to wrestle with where... Um, Bruce Pritchard was like, yeah, but Piper was going to, like, beat him up in the ring. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but you're still giving a murderer money. Yeah, which they don't give a fuck about. Like, I'm, Oh, they don't care. Like They they just wanted people to watch it. I guarantee Vince McMahon said when he was con- uh, he was acquitted, he was like, God damn it. We got him at him. <laughs> God damn it, we got to get him. Yeah, we got to fucking get him. He's, he's so important to me. Here we go. Survivor Series 1995 uh, has a buy rate of 128,000 buys, down 50% from the previous year. Holy fucking cum. Oh, no. Goldust beats Van Bam Bigelow. Uh, this is Bigelow's final WWF match. They are ratcheting up the push for Goldust. Bret Hart wins the WWF championship. From Diesel in a really and, fucking good match. This is this is the height of yeah. uh, Bret Hart doing great matches and breaking wives' hearts. Hey, uh, how about you power bomb me through a table and then afterwards I'm going to talk to that uh, Italian-looking woman who uh, I think is my wife's best friend. <laughs> hey, uh, Diesel, I uh, beat you, so I uh, get to have sex with you now. I because that counts as cheating on with on my wife. Hey, uh, and also it uh, counts as uh, the fact that uh, you're pretty and then I fucked you and then you're a girl now. Hey, so tell uh, that to Sean. Hey, Sean, uh, the root of our problems is, of course, that uh, I fucked more women than you because you're bad at it. Yeah, you. Uh, when you have sex with them, they uh, don't ejaculate, whereas uh, when I have sex with them, I ejaculate, which counts as a woman ejaculate. You know, one time a woman said, oh, I'm going to have to change the sheets. Uh, it's it's because I got carried away and accidentally bladed her during lovemaking. <laughs> if a woman starts to make uh, noises of pleasure during sex, I stop the act and tell her that's not her place. Yeah, hey, yeah. stop selling. <laughs> don't uh, do that, Ty, uh... Stu told me not to. When I ejaculate, I just say it's over now. Yeah, I no, I, I, I it comes out in three bursts, and that's me pinning your vagina. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this, this is so uh, creepy. Uh, this the- no, it's good. Uh, this is a steroid trial fallout, basically. The U.S. Uh, Department of Justice in Brooklyn uh, is investigating television producer Marty Bergman and Laura Brevetti, who is the lead attorney, oh, attorney no. in McMahon's trial oh, no. on the allegation that Bergman offered a key witness between $250,000 and $400,000. Do you think she did it, D- Dylan? Yeah. Yeah, me too. 100% she did it. I mean, of course she did. This is the thing where, like, 
Bergman is also being investigated for allegedly writing smear stories about Sean O'Shea, the lead prosecutor on the McMahon case. You don't think Vince McMahon would be like, I'm going to get Laura Brevetti because not only is she a great attorney, she has a connection that will also be able to allow me to malign people? Yeah. Get me Laura Brevetti. Make sure she bribes someone. Also, ask her if she... Has anyone Brett can date? Because he keeps trying to fuck my wife. Hey, uh, Laura. <laughs> hey, uh, Laura uh, I'm guilty of uh, nutting in you now. <laughs> hey, uh, Laura, I just wanted to let you know uh, I object to you wearing trousers. <laughs> they basically couldn't prove it, and uh, but it's like widely speculated that it happened. Yeah. Of course it did. Yeah. He covered up a fucking murder. He's not going to fucking bribe a witness by, like, giving money to his lawyer who then gives it to her husband. Of course that's happening. Vince McMahon didn't want a delay in a guy getting out of a harness for a gag. So he put him with a put a clip for a sailboat on him and sent him out to fucking die. And he's still angry that the widow got some money. <laughs> well this is yeah this is the crate this is the thing about uh vince mcmahon and the steroid trial as a whole last thing we'll say about it is that uh this this if they would have found out about this if the fbi could have pinned this on them then they have a huge case against him and jail time but they just once again were they were pretty zoned in on getting the steroid trial conviction they weren't like they didn't want Vince McMahon for anything else because literally he's like notable sexual assault cases. Uh, you could, of course, it's a municipal case, but the Jimmy Snooker thing, and then. But again, course, it's it is with, the with ni- it is sort of the '90s when it was like, I mean, we could get him for a sexual assault case, but we need to get him for a real crime, and then all of the other dudes of the, that's fucked up. The yeah. Justice Department just were like, classic, good point, and then they all just smoke cigars and were like. And again, and again, it's... This is my fifth cigar of the day. It's 9 a.m. Yes, this is my fifth cigar of the day. I don't know my wife's name, and I like that. And then... (laughs) My wife has a middle name. I think it's Get Me It. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, I'm going to put a cigar out on my own butt. Yeah, I'm not good at life or kissing. Ooh, Vince responded to New York. (laughs) This is funny, because it's, of course, Phil Mushnick who alleges the witness tampering. Oh, yeah... The Brooklyn Nets might as well name them the New York N words. The Brooklyn N words is one of the craziest things I've ever read in my life, and it's nuts that Phil Mushnick still has a job. Did he actually write that? Yeah, he was like the New York Nets. Of course, their logo is black and gray. It's too much like hoodlums. Once he was basically told lay off Vince McMahon, he no longer had the moral high ground at all. So he just started being like, and I don't like rap music. That's so fucked. So McMahon defended Marty Bergman, the husband of his lead attorney, Laura Brevetti. Bergman was alleged in the Post story for having planted two fabricated stories in the New York Observer against two lead government agents investigating McMahon and of representing himself as a producer working on a story investigating steroid use in the WWF for various news programs, including 60 Minutes, American Journal, Hard Copy, A Current Affair, while withholding at the time he was living with Brevetti and working out of her office. Here's McMahon's defense of Bergman. He blamed his troubles on yellow journalists conspiring with vengeful public officials. Makes sense. Uh, tr- trying to save face by coming up with a story about witness tampering as far-fetched as the charges brought against me. Vince 
Kennedy McMahon, baby. Yeah, Vince motherfucking Kennedy motherfucking McMahon. Yellow journalists, a phrase stolen right from the fucking communist trials in the 50s. Cool. Yeah, man, he doesn't fuck her in, bro. Uh, I have it under good authority. He's a fucking dirty communist. So, John, what's your favorite thing about 1995? Razor Ramon. Yeah? That's it? I like I liked him as a wrestler. I like I like seeing a wrestler that you know. Oh, you shave that back every day because if not, it would look like you're smuggling carpets over a desert. I think it's crazy that he was pushed over. Or Diesel was pushed over him, but I do get it because Kevin Nash has beautiful eyes. Yeah, and more muscle definition, and also mm. I guarantee Vince McMahon for a while was like, is he ethnic? Yeah, and this is also we should mention that Kevin Nash was basically like, okay, cool. So what got me over in the first place is like being a badass. So why don't I just keep being a badass? And D- and Vince McMahon was like, no, you're gonna make a bunch of puns about how you're actually a truck. And he's like, well, I just don't think that that's good. And he's like, no, you're a truck. Vroom vroom, I'm Diesel. That's you now. Yeah, it's again, it's the most fascinating time. And then this is the beginning of the crazy McMahon, and that crazy McMahon carried forward until right fucking now. Yeah, it's just how they should have... He doesn't adjust his push based on how the guy is physically perceived by the audience, where it's like, if you're going to get a dude... Like, it's almost like Kevin Nash was basically like if Braun Strowman... They tried to make Braun Strowman the underdog, where it's like he's the biggest dude by far on the screen now because he's natural size and his height. There's no longer the warlord out there who can just be so fucking yoked off roidy roids that he makes Nash look small and looks like... Like, he's literally is either fat guy or Sean or Brett. Yeah. You can't have this guy be like, oh, he's the underdog against the guy who's fucking half his size and who is just fucking... Just fucking handing out sunglasses to the kids and condoms to the ladies. What is weird is Vince considered him an underdog because he was like, I actually saw him piss once and he didn't. And he flushed the urinal. You know, real tough. He didn't just yell at the urinal. Hold my piss. Yeah. You just call the urinal Linda and then leave. <laughs> I think the best thing about 1995 is probably that Bear Horowitz angle. They do it once every... It's like a silver... Like what they t- say about shoot promos, it's like a silver bullet. You can, you got to use them like once every 10 years, then they're super effective. And it's the exact same thing with jobber beats regular wrestler. They used Barry Horowitz, and then they waited 20 years, and then they used James Ellsworth, and both angles were equally fun. Those are my favorite types of angles. It's one of those where, like, you can't do it all the time, but when they do happen, it's really, really fun. And if you want to be depressed about how racist wrestling is, listen to Barry Horowitz's theme song. Yeah, it's just Dylan going, bad, bad, you're from a bad place. <laughs> it's basically Vince was like, well, he's a jobber. Why is he a jobber? Well, he's Jewish. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not basic. That's what he does. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, the worst thing is probably everything about wrestling. The worst thing is how they use Bret Hart, where it's like, it's crazy that Bret Hart stayed over. I I'm, I mean, he did win. He's like a weird thing where it's like, it'd be like if Daniel Bryan only had feuds with people that sucked, but then ended up winning. But instead, they had Daniel Bryan lose a lot. They At least they had Bret win, but he wins against these like, old men i'm gonna go out on a limb and go the worst part of 1995 was all of the outing of bribery charges and i only care about that because i'm an adult who has a heart as opposed to dylan who's just like i'm glad vince mcmahon got off i wish people were stronger honestly i'd be shocked if something like that didn't happen it's so expected 
Like if you if 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 it was just like fucking us right now in the room with those FBI guys and they're like, "Oh, we need to really hone in the steroid trial." We would have just been reading the newspaper but just looked up suddenly and be like, "Oh, the bribery charges." I'm like, "Oh, do you have evidence?" I'm like, "Uh, it's Vince McMahon. He's bribed someone." Of course. Yeah. There's you're looking in the one place you can't pin something on him. He probably works all his other crimes into commentary. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can't figure out how we're going to get him on this. The evidence goes dead, and it's like, well, why? And it's like, oh, he burned the evidence to the ground, paid for those ashes to be scattered across the world, and has murdered everyone involved in it, and to the point that the only witness of it is him, and he's convinced himself that that was, quote-unquote, a work. <laughs> yeah, every time you watch Superstars, you're like, we have an amazing show for you. We, of course, have Max Moon in action. I'm going to commit mail fraud later. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Survivor Series. And in our third match, I'm going to misappropriate government funds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid paying taxes on several things and outline how I did it live. Yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the fucking end of the fucking episode. John, plug something if you want to. Fucking come to my fucking social media at the John Hastings. You can I'm doing dates in fucking Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, Ooh. August 11th through the 13th. I am at the Comedy um Yes. There you go. Next weekend and I was just doing the math of what days that would be. That is July 30th through August 1st, you little fucks. Whoa, John's in Canada, and since Canada only has a couple COVID cases, help COVID rise again in Canada by coming to John's show, cough inside, stand next to people, lick their faces. Time to fight. I'm at at Dylan Gott. I think we should mention, too, we have a show, we're doing a double show. Oh, this is, I mean, this is probably worth it, actually. If anyone listening here wants, we would like to do a show in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, but we obviously don't know any venues that are open right now, so if anyone in Toronto, Ontario, Canada knows of a venue that will host us, please leave us a comment on Twitter, at Wrestler Review, that is at Wrestler Review on Twitter, and Instagram as well, patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. And we also have a show in Dorchester on August 29th. 29th, that was just confirmed. August 29th in Dorchester is going to be a socially distanced show on a patio. It is a country club, and one of the Google images is a limo in a driveway. So (laughs) enjoy how no one's going to like us. Dorchester, August 29th baby it's gonna be good i think there's dinner and show packages once again get us at wrestler review on twitter i'm at dylan gott d-y-l-a-n-g-o-t-t on twitter and instagram thanks so much for listening guys and you guys are gonna have a lovely night everyone come to my house and let's take off our pants bye dylan